0: With Ryan Shumpert, Brent Hubs, VolQuest.com, getting you ready for Tennessee baseball this weekend as the volunteers in Columbia, Missouri, to take on the struggling Missouri Tigers. Ryan, this is, we've talked about Tennessee all year long, you know, take advantage of opportunities. It feels like the pressure's on Tennessee this weekend to sweep this series. This is, when you look at what's down the stretch, this is a series Tennessee's got to be, got to take care of business, don't they?
1: Yes, I completely agree. And, you know, you go back to, after the Florida and Vanderbilt series, you had a three-week stretch of Texas A&M, Kentucky, and Missouri. I thought goal for Tennessee should be to, we, be to win seven of those nine games, which means win all three series, sweep one of them. Tennessee's won their first two series, and now they get their best sweep opportunity against the Missouri team that's really struggled this year—just five and sixteen in SEC play. And you look at how things went down for them last week against Alabama. Both those games, I think it was a doubleheader on Saturday or Sunday to end the series, had leads in both of them, blew them late, got the sweep, pretty demoralizing way for Missouri to, to end that series. And what's been a, a very, very forgettable year for the Tigers are last in the SEC in ERA, last in batting average, only 15 teams in the nation worse in ERA. So not a lot going well for uh, the Tigers this year and a great opportunity for Tennessee to sweep. And you combine you know, all those reasons I just said with the fact that vanderbilt drops the series last weekend to pull tennessee even with them in the secs going into the weekend and it's a it's a massive opportunity and one you think if tennessee wants to win the secs they really need to capitalize on
0: yeah because you feel like vanderbilt a is going to bounce back and they have a sweep opportunity as well taking on an alabama team so you really feel like you can't drop one and when you look at the schedule if things kind of hold serve the, the way that they're supposed to right
1: yeah, definitely. And you look, Tennessee's last two series, probably harder than Vanderbilt's last two series, harder than Florida's last two series it was just a game back of Tennessee and Vanderbilt right now. So Tennessee has the best of the three teams. They have the best sweep opportunity of any of them the rest of the year. So I think it's really important that Tennessee takes advantage of that. If they want to uh, be at the top of the SEC East when they head to Hoover next yeah. or later this month. And then you look at
0: Florida, they've just gotten hot. It feels like.
1: They have, ever since the, the Tennessee series, really. They bounced back that next Tuesday. They won a midweek game against Florida State that Jack Lefkowitz, uh, Tennessee fans will remember, he came in and walked four straight, I think, Tennessee batters. And the Saturday game of that series it was had been their Saturday starter earlier that year. He was great in that Florida State series. Has really bounced back. They've lost just two games since the Tennessee series. So they're playing really, really well. But I will say, and you know, this may maybe far out to look at it this way, but if Tennessee, Florida, and Vanderbilt were to all tie atop the SEC East standings. Tennessee won the series against Florida. Florida beat Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt beat Tennessee. Takes, rid of, takes away those tiebreakers. And then the next tiebreaker is how you did against the next best team in the SEC East. And that one would think would be South Carolina, who Florida was swept by. So I don't know if Florida is as much as a uh, SEC East contender as Vanderbilt or Tennessee, but they're right in the thick of it. And I think if they were able to get in the tiebreaker, I think that bodes well for Tennessee.
0: So let's talk specifically about Tennessee this weekend. Let's start on the health front. What, what's the latest on on, on Connor uh, behind the plate?
1: Yeah, he had his, his checkup Wednesday afternoon. Everything went well with that. Everything, as expected, still has that slight fracture uh, in his hand, but I can see it uh, improving and healing. And he's going to be on the travel list this weekend. He's going to be in Columbia. I'm not sure how much you'll see him play. I kind of doubt you'll see him start on Friday night, but that's just because I think Tennessee's going to play it cautious. They I don't know if they, I wouldn't say they rushed it, you know, against with Texas A&M with Pavloni, but they certainly it was a quick turnaround and he had a little bit of a minor re-injury. So against the team, the Missouri team, it's not very good and Jackson Greer should be more than serviceable against. I think it's play it a little bit cautious and make sure you have him ready for the last two uh, series of the regular season.
0: And I guess Tony Vatello has to have some confidence in, in Jackson Greer. I, I know he's not, the defenseman, um, you know, behind the plate in terms of throwing out base runners. We, we saw that when he was thrown into action. Um, but you look at it, um, he, here's a guy who's, who's good at the plate. I mean, there's not a, dr- a, a significant drop-off there. I mean, I'm not saying you ever platoon those guys, but you if you're Tony Vitello, don't you feel comfortable this weekend, particularly against Missouri with Jackson Greer?
1: No doubt. I think he's been more than serviceable and really been a positive, just how effective he's. He's hit the ball, and, you know, he was a really good hitter at ETSU, had been good in the pre-conference slate, but he was out for a long time, and there's always the kind of concern is how is this guy going to be able to adjust SEC hitting? But he's, he's been absolutely fantastic with the arm strength behind the plate. I think it's definitely a noticeable difference, but I think he's done a good job being in sync with Tennessee's pitchers despite not having a whole lot of familiarity with them. I don't think you saw a ton of problems with that uh, last weekend against Kentucky.
0: All right, let's just talk about the mentality of this team. Why is this team – seemingly not had a, just a bad weekend. You know, I mean, they've got the one midweek loss, you know, a week ago that was kind of a head scratcher where they didn't perform well, but you look at the rest of the games. I mean, they've been in those games into the late innings. It feels like for for the most part, all why has this team had that edge about them
1: throughout the long grind that is the sec? I think it's two things. And one, I think it just starts with Tony Vitello. I think he has these guys foot on the pedal and he's, done a good job of despite the fact that this is a top five team i think he's instilled into his team that we're not a top five most talented team in the country we we're not going to just be able to roll out of bed and beat anybody in the sec we have to bring it every single weekend and i think you just look at the competitive competitiveness of this team and that's that's this team's identity they bring it every single time they're ready for the fight they're ready to take it on in opponents and the other thing i think that stands out to me is just you have a good lineup 11 guys deep that have been able to contribute. Look at Logan Steenstrom hasn't done anything for two or three weeks, but he's been a guy that's had good weekends in SEC play. Jackson Greer, like we just mentioned, hasn't been a huge factor in SEC play as a whole. steps in has been really effective. So you have guys one through 10, one through 11, that can be effective. And you see sometimes Tennessee's part of their order or some part of their order if you guys struggle and there's people there to pick up the pieces. Last weekend, but Drew Gilbert, Evan Russell – Jordan or Jake Rucker with the blanket on his name, right? The three, three, four, five of Tennessee's lineup didn't really have a great, great weekend, and Tennessee still scored uh, ten runs or more in two games. So you have a really deep team, and I think their identity is just get in the fight, be so competitive. And Tony Vitello has done a, a really good job of keeping the kind of the fire to the feet of this team.
0: Well, they've certainly shown up uh, each and every uh, outing in, in the SEC play for sure. This is a huge weekend for this team. Looking at the weather forecast, Tennessee needs it to get a little bit better than what it is because you don't want rainouts when you have an opportunity to sweep when you're talking about seeding in the SEC tournament and all that. Saturday looks a little bit iffy, but not terrible. Sunday looks like some potential thunderstorms. Tennessee wants to play and needs to play all three of these this weekend if they can against the Tigers for uh, the opportunity that is in front of them, particularly when you look at, at what's down the stretch. Um you know, with South Carolina and obviously Arkansas and then South Carolina. I see South Carolina in a very interesting series this weekend against a really, really good Mississippi state team. That's a tough, that's tough sledding for, for the Gamecocks. That's, this is not the easiest close to the season for that team.
1: No, it's not. And they were, you know, Ole Miss was reeling. I think they'd lost three or four straight series before they played South Carolina last weekend. And you're kind of thinking South Carolina is a heavy favorite in this thing and they get swept and play really, really poorly, but, that's kind of been South Carolina's MO a little bit this year. They'll have some bad series and then they bounce back with a sweep over Florida or something like that. So uh, a really important series for, again, for the Gamecocks against Mississippi state this weekend, they've kind of with getting swept last weekend, they fall into the fourth spot and they're closer to the, the Georgia's of the, and Kentucky's of the world in the middle of the SEC East. And they are the top three teams, but uh, a really talented South Carolina team and, a great opportunity for them against Mississippi state. I think it'll be really interesting to see how they rebound and start playing towards this kind of final stretch of the regular season.
0: A lot on the line in the final stretch, a lot on the line when you talk about seating, a lot on the line when you talk about regional opportunities, what is the latest as we close it out on how the NCAA is going to handle um, re- regional seeding and, and what's really going to go into the, be the factors that's going to go into making these final decisions and how they're going to do handle all of this.
1: Yeah. So the, the original announcement from the NCAA was that this coming Monday, following the, the Missouri series, they were going to announce their 16 regional hosts. Now that wouldn't be the 16 one seeds, but it would be the 16 hosts. Now they've changed that role that we're going to announce the 20 potential regional hosts, which makes a lot more sense in my opinion. Don't lock yourself into that. And, and then on normal selection Monday, Monday following the SEC tournament, they'll have the full bracket, the 16 teams that will actually be the host, and then they'll also then announce the eight Super Regional hosts. So it will still be a, a little bit premature of them making some decisions with the Super Regional, but uh, not nearly as bad, not three weeks before the regular season's over like it was originally going to be. And still the same type of stuff. You, you know, you wonder if Lindsay Nelson Stadium's, Lindsay Nelson Stadium is – any negative for Tennessee in hosting a regional? I think it's maybe a little bit, but Tennessee has the facilities, the locker rooms, the hotel rooms. If Tennessee keeps on taking care of business, I think they're going to be a host. I think it's if they reel and struggle at the end and kind of get down to that more fifth or sixth best team in the SEC, that might it might come into play there. But they keep, keep taking care of business. They're third or fourth in the SEC. I don't think there's any doubt that they're going to be hosting a regional this June.
0: Would capacity or limited capacity factor in? In the NCAA's decision on this, particularly when you look at other schools in the southeast are having full capacity, and we know the strength of the SEC. And I mean, in in terms of teams that are that are bidding for region or regional, and quite frankly, could certainly justify being a regional host.
1: That's a really interesting question, and that's something you wonder about with the schools out in California and out west—is who's going to host regionals? Because you know, not a lot of those schools have opened things up. But it, I don't think that's going to be a big effect. I think the NCAA came out and said this past week that they're making a maximum capacity of like 50% for all these NCAA events. So they're not, you know, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and they're not going to be able to pack their ballpark anyway. So I wouldn't think that would be a huge deal, but could be something worth watching. And if it is, especially out West, how, how all that will play out.
0: It's going to be an interesting few weeks for Tennessee. It starts tomorrow night in Columbia, Missouri, where the volunteers have a great opportunity Can this team take advantage against a struggling Missouri team and get a sweep to keep them in great position to potentially win the SEC East and obviously a high seed in the SEC tournament and regional play as well? That's going to do it for this pregame look, pre-series look at the Vols and the Tigers, all things baseball with Ryan Shepard. I'm Brent Hubbs. Have a great weekend, everybody.